0: Hello, this is Ken, your RV navigator, talking to you from his home studio in Romeoville,
1: Illinois. And this is the navigator. We are still confined. Oh, I'm the co pilot. I've (sighs) been co piloting for a long time. We're still confined to our at home studio, which is. Partly the fault of my recuperation and partly the fault of the fact that we don't really like to go out on the road much in the summer when all the rest of you young uns are out there. We keep reading about more and more campgrounds being full and having troubles getting a place to be. So we try to stay out of your way. But Absolutely. of course, the real reason that we're at home is <laughs> because I'm still recuperating. Well, and frankly, the home is
0: a great place to be this summer. I mean, the weather's been great. I've been playing lots of tennis. We've been going down to concerts in the park, and we've enjoyed all sorts of things that Chicago has to offer in the summer. Which is why we like to live here. We went to American in Paris uh, last week, uh, a Broadway musical, and we'll probably be going to another couple before the summer is over. That's why we like summer in Chicago, because Mm -hmm. the weather is really nice. Mm -hmm. We have had to run the air conditioner a bit, but overall, it's been very pleasant. We've done bike rides, we've had visits from listeners.
1: And you've been playing tennis, but I have not.
0: Yes. So how are you doing?
1: It must be considerably better than last month, but it's hard to tell because I improve in a very glacial pace. But I am good enough but, to climb but, in and out of the motorhome home now so that we are planning a little jaunt to the Indiana Dunes next week right. just to camp again.
0: Exactly. And... As you point out, you do cease improvement, and so that's the good part. So what percentage are you?
1: I I don't know. The the original precipitating problem was the bone spur that jutted into my Achilles, which kept me from a smooth motion of that foot. And the smooth smooth motion of that foot yes. is is fully restored because the, the bursa was a clean bill of was removed health. and the surgeon said, "Go away, I don't want to see you anymore," which Good. was a wonderful thing. Yes, but I still am having great difficulty uh-huh. walking downstairs, which I imagine when it'll be time to unload the motorhome will cause me difficulty. Not because it hurts, but because I have absolutely no muscle strength. Uh, that's probably my biggest complaint uh-huh. right now, and I still feel like I have some kind. Con- Concrete packed around my ankle. (laughs) Uh, It's very
0: stiff. Oh, your leg looks very gray.
1: (laughs) And swollen. Gray. So I'm still swollen. Restoring muscle tone, I would say, is my biggest problem at this point. We didn't realize how long you had been deteriorating. Because (laughs) Because it happened gradually as well. And you just kind of compensate for things. Um, Oh, now I have to walk down the stairs sideways? Okay, that's what I'll do. And so I have a feeling I have not been using my foot properly to walk downstairs for a long time. And that's why it's going to take a while to get that back.
0: Okay, so... You are listening to the RV Navigator for August 2017. We are going to be next month headed off in September to... Out west. Out west, to the great northwest. Hopefully in the motorhome. This is something we didn't really think we were going to be able to do because we expected Martha's convalescence to be on the order of six or eight months but she's now able to get in and out of the RV and hopefully our little trip to Indiana will prove that she can live in the RV and we will then be off.
1: So I have we will no, be able to no give
0: you first hand RVing experiences rather than the stuff I read. realize I have 7 pages of notes today. It's some stuff you've for us read. to talk about. And of course we know that all of our listeners have been actively downloading the calendar page so that they can have a little view of the RV Navigator on their desktop. But we know that you also use Waze, don't you?
1: Well, anybody who lives in an urban area should be using it because it's um, kind of a crowdsourced app where people put in blockages on the road yes. and the algorithm or whatever it is in the, in the app... Um, plans your route accordingly, and at times it could direct you to get off of an expressway because there's an accident and route you through some neighborhoods and then back onto the expressway. It's been very helpful to us in the Chicago area in a passenger car. I would be a little more reluctant to, well, they have a to use truck. it in a bigger vehicle. But I'm not yeah. I'm
0: not a fan of Waze. Yeah. I mean, they they've given us some pretty bad. Yesterday they gave us some pretty bad, but we're not here to talk about that.
1: Well, then why are we talking
0: about it? Because our listeners are demanding to have new voices on their ways. What? Why? (laughs) Because they want to be advised and given directions by the RV navigator and the co-pilot.
1: So you're going to put your voice on the app? We're going to put our voices on the app. And how are other people supposed to use this? They can download them. Oh,
0: no. Waze now has the capability for you to record your own voices and put them in as the Waze Voices.
1: We did that with some kind of yeah,
0: but this really worked
1: navigational app a while ago, and it was and it you really conduct- limited things. I remember.
0: Well, you put in phrases because you have to record everything yeah. that it says. Yes, you have to. <laughs> and we are going to have a good time doing oh, that. Oh no, we Yes, <laughs> our listeners are demanding it. <laughs> they want to hear us on ways. So it'll be Martha saying, "Turn left, please." I don't think so. <laughs> Oh, that'll be fun! So, dear listener, check the ways uh, downloadable uh, voices, and you'll see the RV navigators there giving you directions at every turn.
1: I'll need to be lobbied a bit more.
0: <laughs> You're doing it right after the podcast.
1: Okay, so how do you like the Mowgli? Um, we have been using it in the car just to check it out, and it works great. Well, we have it plugged into the port on the car,
0: but we also bought the USB so that we can hook it up to either USB or the USB battery and take it. I took it into Millennium Park the other day, and it worked there. And we've been getting decent speeds with the mobile so. We'll but we've t-
1: always been in an urban environment. Maybe at the Indiana Dunes it'll well, be... Oh, I think that'll be good.
0: That'll be a good test another of it. Test, so yeah. I'm going to be hooking it up to the router and making sure that it works there. And this will be an interesting test uh, for the Mobley because, as you know, we are now satellite-less, satellite less satellite internetless. so we were looking for alternatives and we were hoping that the FMCA thing would come through, but that has yes, not,
1: many of you. That yes. has
0: not changed at all. There is no uh, Verizon unlimited plan. Oh yes, they say it's unlimited.
1: Ooh Verizon for reneging. Yes.
0: So we're gonna try the to depend primarily on the mobile and on the phones.
1: So while we've been home, there's been a steady parade of delivery trucks to our home nearly every day, sometimes twice a day. We're Amazon Prime fans. Because shopping is so darn convenient here. Not that it's all that hard anymore, no matter where you are, if you're an Amazon Prime person. So one of the things that brought you was a ring light.
0: This is cool because... When you're taking selfies, there's often not enough light and your face looks funny. So I was looking on Amazon the other day, and they have a small LED USB battery-charged ring light, which weighs just ounces, and it clips onto your phone over the lens so that it gives you nice, even light. Now, this is cool because this ring light can actually be put on almost any camera. And, and a it ringlet. can be
1: clipped other places too. Exactly, like over your cookbook. Over your cookbook. Yeah. So um, if your counter area is dark, you can read it better. Oh. Or near your well, spice rack when you can't. You're not your using choices. it. You're not using it for photography. I hadn't even thought about that. It just looked <laughs> to me like a nice portable little light you could clip here and there when you needed it.
0: Oh. Well, for twelve dollars, I thought it was. You something- could have
1: more than one. <laughs>
0: I, you mean there could be one for the pilot? Or Another the delivery
1: pilot. truck will be coming tomorrow.
0: <laughs> but this uh, ring light allows you to provide even lighting around the lens on your camera so that you can take pictures of flowers and bugs and things.
1: Which I like. I don't really like selfies. I don't like when other people take selfies. They I feel like they're not really looking at where they well, are. Well, we take selfies
0: occasionally. Very rarely. We have a selfie stick.
1: We do? <laughs> <laughs> and now we have a selfie ring light. <laughs> I like the light. Yeah. But as you said, for other things. No. It's, for taking pictures well, of
0: flowers. Uh, you can put it over your regular camera. You can put it over either mm. camera on your phone so that if you want to take close-ups of something, it provides that nice little even light over and for 12 bucks, camping. Oh, yeah. Off. For sure. And, of course, we're talking about selfies. How about drone selfies? Yeah, I don't think I like those either. I- yeah. I, 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 But that's my next topic. Is is small.
1: Here I am. No, wonderful place. Well, you
0: are. But my drone, which, as everybody knows, is a Phantom Three Standard, is too big. Yeah, as you said, it's even too big kind of for the motorhome. I've been looking at uh, the new DJI Spark.
1: And even though you've got a nice case for it, when it's in the bays, I always am afraid, because it's delicate, that I might kind of smoosh it a little bit.
0: Yeah, but it's in a fiberglass case. Yeah. But I've been looking at the Spark. We just thought, watched a video of it today, and if you're looking for a drone that's I can easy feel to operate, a this
1: Christmas one. gift coming. Oh, really? Well, <laughs> maybe an early Christmas gift? No, it's a long way until Christmas. This is
0: not only, yeah, that's the point. It's a long <laughs> way until Christmas. This little drone, which was just introduced by DJI, who's the premier creator of consumer level drones, uh, is very small. Wouldn't you say you can hold it in, your, in hand. your hand yeah, and it's can be operated with hand gestures, which that's is cool. also very cool or your controller could would be your phone.
1: And it has face recognition in it.
0: Well, that's so that
1: it knows that you're the boss.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it has a two axis camera, which is okay. My other one has three axis, but this is okay. But the cool thing is, is that you can put this in your suitcase and it weighs only a few couple pounds. Can I
1: put it in my purse? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. It It was actually a very, very
0: small case. And so we're thinking about getting that uh, for travel as we go overseas because one of the problems that I always have is is that I can't bring all of my gizmos and gadgets with me.
1: So you can get arrested in Australia (laughs) instead of at Yosemite. (laughs) On the beach.
0: I would only fly it in very safe situations.
1: Well, maybe because it's so small people wouldn't notice no, it no, as much they won't, either. That no, would be helpful. As exactly.
0: Well. It would be it'll look more or like it. Wouldn't bother it'll it look people. more like a toy, but this actually actually has a very nice camera and a nice picture. Well, just high definition. And of course we should mention that we bought our OLED TV.
1: Why should we mention that? It's in our house. It's not an RV thing.
0: But it's tech. Oh. And we are a tech slash RV podcast okay we won't talk about that are we going to continue with Cirrus
1: I don't think so. I don't think we need it anymore. We have, had, even though they phone us incessantly I know, with when wonderful they offers. Keep,
0: well, they, but they're not that good of an offer. I mean, the lowest they've gotten well, it down to is five bucks a month per device. Per device. We've always had Cirrus or
1: well, there were no XM. alternatives when we started. I know, and Cirrus.
0: we've had and we've enjoyed the satellite and we've enjoyed satellite radio. We've enjoyed having all the channels and we've enjoyed having NPR wherever we go, but. We've been thinking that Cirrus needs to kind of we can get rid of it out of our car and out of the motorhome and just go with streaming if the Mobley does a good job.
1: And if it doesn't, I feel like these days we've got so much recorded podcast-wise mm. that during the Dead Zones we can listen yeah, to, our like own to podcasts. Yeah, but I like to have
0: a, the current news. And
1: yeah, but sometime during the day you'd be near a, a news broadcast. So do, do you guys use
0: Cirrus or one of the XM radio systems for satellite. It comes free with our car, so we've had it for a year.
1: But it's time to pay the it's piper. It's time to pay the piper, exactly,
0: which is why they're sending us. I think Cirrus is going to have some serious competition from streaming, and we are going to be part of that, I believe. Okay, we're
1: headed off to the Eclipse. As are many campers. <sighs>
0: More and more excitement. I'm glad we got our reservation. It's
1: got so much buzz for two (laughs) minutes of darkness. We're still not sure why we're doing this. Five hours of driving. But what the heck.
0: But what the heck. So we will be in southern Illinois. Now, if you have to drive a long way, but somebody was saying about the Oregon and Washington viewing spots that they're expecting a million and a half people.
1: Yeah, I don't a know how many cars ago. Southern Illinois can accommodate either. We'll see. We might be in a giant parking lot. The good thing is no matter where you are, you're there because yeah. you can just get out of the car and go look at it for two and a half minutes and then get back in line and wait to move.
0: I guess so. Maybe even on the expressway. Oh, I wonder if there's a rest stop or something we could just go to. Uh
1: huh. Yeah. We have, we know where we're staying, but we haven't quite figured out. The, we have
0: made a made a reservation for view. the day before and the night before, and two, because two
1: hours away from
0: and, the prime line, and because it's. Uh, it's 67 miles wide, and it's uh, a minute and 25 seconds in where we're going to be. So we better be where we're going to be. Two minutes. Oh, two minutes and 25 seconds. Yeah. yeah. One of the we're going to be near Carbondale, distance. Illinois, which is the epicenter for the...
1: And there's a university there. They are selling <laughs> tickets to their football stadium where the Eclipse <laughs> will be narrated, whatever that means. Um <laughs> We're not going to do. We're not going to do that. Although we would probably learn a lot if we did.
0: But we did get our glasses.
1: Yes.
0: We paid twelve dollars for three sets of glasses. <laughs> so if anybody needs a set, we have a spare. If you like to. <laughs> oh my! What we do to have
1: sucked into the unique
0: hype. experiences. Sucked in into the life. hype. Sucked into the hype. Well, but more and more people are talking about it. When yeah. we kind of made the reservation and talked about it last month, I felt kind of alone. But uh, this these days, it's really becoming popular.
1: So next month's podcast is sure to have a report of how long we sat in the traffic line waiting for the darkness to
0: And we'll have pictures of the darkness? Pictures of You
1: need your camera ring (laughs) to illuminate the darkness.
0: My camera ring. (laughs) To illuminate the sun. In the dark oh well that's a unique experience. It is. Okay, this month, uh, last month I talked about my new iPad and the fact that I was excited about uh, OS 11 coming down the road. And surprisingly enough, OS 11 beta for the iPad and iPhone has been available for the last month. And of course, who downloaded it immediately when it was available? The RV Navigator. The RV Navigator. I remember one of the things that I'm trying to
1: do is get rid of my... not get rid of it. I really like my... My laptop, but... But there are times when we travel on airplane trips where it's become impractical and a burden.
0: So this one with, with 512 gigabytes of storage is enough to store all of my pictures that I would take on a trip. And uh, the editing capabilities are now there because I've been using Affinity Photo, which is an app that you buy uh for five or ten dollars and it is a full featured editing app for the iPad, which is cool and with a ten and a half inch screen and the ri-
1: can I use it with my dinky ipad
0: <laughs> you don't have a dinky ipad
1: can I use it?
0: Of course. Oh, no. I have to learn something new again. No, you don't have to learn anything new. Yeah, I guess I do. And uh, I'm even thinking about taking pictures with my... Because the new iPads have cool new cameras, Uh you know, high-quality cameras. Uh And so the Affinity Photo for editing and Lightroom, if you want to organize your pictures and send them to the web. And... An app called Camera Plus, which allows you manual control of your camera so that you can control the exposure and where it's focused and uh, other things that, that you would want to control with your camera. And then Snapseed, which is another editing program, which is a little bit easier to use, but also allows you to remove things.
1: Ooh, I always like to remove things. We know that. <laughs> like wrinkles.
0: So I'm hoping that
1: OS 11,
0: with its file system that you can actually access, it has a new app called Files so that you can see just in a regular sort of computerish way what files there are and open ones with, with apps that didn't originally create the file so that this makes uh, it much more like a laptop. So I'm hoping. The only thing I don't see is HDR. Do you, anyway. And you
1: have um, computing capacity to do HDR? Uh, this, this So let, then
0: it'll come. Yours, your iPad as well as mine My are very powerful. My little teeny
1: weeny iPad?
0: Little teeny weeny. <laughs> you remember last month she got a brand new iPad. So we don't want to... And teeny weeny. we were able to sell two, both of them too. Yes, So that was no really problem. good news. Yes, we're very happy about that. Battery-operated pressure washer that draws water from a bucket... And I carry a pressure washer with us. But a hand it, pump kind. No, no, no. Oh. I carry a pressure washer with us. Oh, that's that's neat though. I could use it on the, on the yeah. hand pump. Um, anyway, as, as I say, I carry a pressure washer with us so that I can clean the motor home when we're on, away. But it's kind of a pain to set up and you have to have a hose and, and all that sort of stuff. So I don't use it all that often. But I think figure a battery-operated one, and it's a 40-volt battery.
1: To me, batteries says less power.
0: This is not the kind that will blast the paint off the side of your R V. Or the encrusted
1: flies on the but that, windshield. Well
0: that but I'm thinking it will do that. They and will. I'm wondering if anybody has bought this. Um, it's from Oh, I forgot the name of the company.
1: Forks. You better put it on the
0: It'll be on the webpage. <laughs> anyway, if anybody has used one, how long it lasts, if it has enough pressure because and it makes no bones about it. It says it it's not the kind of thing that you're gonna use to blast the paint off the side of your house. But it is uh, much higher pressure than you get out of the hose.
1: So this winter when we're boondocked in Quartzsite yes, in the I desert, you can wash the, can can wash wash the, the RV. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it uses very little water.
1: I'd rather wash me.
0: So if anybody's used one and would like to send us a note, please a review. do. A review, yes, please do. We'd like to know. I don't always want to be the first one to buy this stuff. But you always are. And that'll be in exchange for using our voices on Waze.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> I did not sign up for this.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: All that my voice will say on Waze is, oh, no. <laughs> you made the wrong turn. Oh, no. Oh, there was no. an accident,
0: I mean, you don't have to read exactly what it says. You can just <laughs> take the gist of the of the of the comment and make it your own. Oh, jeez! Now well, that'll be fun. Okay, uh, we're off to talking about apps for which is our primary purpose today. Interesting apps for our viewers. Now there are so many, and we are just going to cover a few that we like that are not the obvious ones. We're not going to talk about Google or Google Maps or the obvious ones, but there are some apps that people have shared to us. I put this on our Google Plus page.
1: and might be more helpful for RVing lifestyles. Right. As I said, I put
0: this on the Google Plus page. I asked you for some hints or some ideas, and several people gave us good suggestions, which I've incorporated here. But... If you want to go to the Google Plus page and add more, we're always interested in having more comments there.
1: And and they come and go. Like I was looking for one of my favorite apps to put up here, and it's no longer there. Like what? Um, really? The national park one. Oh yeah. So while I'm saying that, I should add that many of the national parks, even more obscure ones, like. Dry Tortugas in in Florida (laughs) you're um, not going to drive to Have their own apps that are quite Informational and detailed And certainly whenever I'm ready To go to one of those national parks I'll just download its app But Mm -hmm. the app that I was looking for was kind of a cumulative One and it doesn't seem to be there anymore That happens in the world of tech
0: Okay so we are going to talk about Some of the apps that we like We're going to start with uh, the the entertainment Category keeping us uh, Updated with the latest news and things and one of the ones that I like is called Simple TV. Simple TV, if you go to their website, you buy a little box that you hook up to your antenna at home, and it rebroadcasts the local channels the local over-the-air channels over the internet we found this to be quite useful and helpful and when we travel whether it's uh, in the united states or outside the united states you can pick up your local channels and it also records so that you can record favorite programs over the air and watch them at your convenience simple tv we also use texture
1: This was kind of a big switch for us because as you can tell listening to us talk, we are interested in Different things from one another, um, with the travel being the common thread. And so Ken reads a lot of techie stuff, which would be a real sonora for me. And and I read a lot of what I will broadly call a continuation of my liberal arts education. (laughs) And so we were subscribing to a lot of periodicals in in our very expensive interest areas. It was because we didn't want to get them in the mail. And, yeah, and um, having them follow you around in print form right. is right. also expensive. Things so. like
0: the New Yorker and the Atlantic
1: and... And techie stuff. Techie stuff. iPhone news or whatever it is you <laughs> to. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, iPhone news. Well,
0: I wonder if I can get that
1: one. <laughs> so we, we gave I've Texture a try. It has over 200 periodical So what Texture right?
0: is is... You buy one subscription to the magazine, the monthly subscription for fifteen dollars, which to, sounds like a lot to the
1: app, not to, to the, the app. magazine. That's right.
0: And with that subs- that monthly subscription, you can download and read any of two hundred and fifty magazines in and, their entirety.
1: And they seem to be adding them regularly. I get it's very impressive. I mean, we stuff were, is we, there.
0: you know, you pay three or four dollars a month per issue for other magazines, and this way you get them all. For both of us, for fifteen dollars, and we were surprised. It was most of the magazines that we were already subscribed to, even things like Consumer Reports, my bible, are in there, as well as Trifty, uh, Shutterbug and,
1: and iPad
0: Today, and, <laughs> and 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 then they go through all the tabloids, and the the list of magazines is is very impressive, and you can download any magazine.
1: And you can explore magazines you never heard of exactly. to see if you would enjoy Time, reading News them. Time, Newsweek, and
0: all those. New Yorker.
1: Or sometimes when I'm in a trashy mood, I, I read the People magazine, which I normally only read right. in the doctor's office because I would never subscribe I mean, to exactly. it by itself. Exactly. But it's nice that it's there and it's available. The only thing I would say, I'm an avid New Yorker reader, and when I used to have the app, it would the come out.
0: standalone
1: App. It's app. It's
0: a subscription, it which would we paid fifty dollars a year for. It
1: would come out during the night on Sunday, and as an obsessive reader, I would download it instantly on Monday. Or when we were in California, I would even download it during the night because I was so excited. Oh, oh, and oh. with Texture, I often have to wait until Tuesday. Oh my God! <laughs> download the New Yorker. <laughs> And I don't know if that's an idiosyncrasy of that particular magazine, because that's the only, well, I don't know, weekly that I read regularly? No, that I read obsessively. That's the problem. Yes, this is an obsession. But if you read Time or Newsweek, you
0: can get those every week. Well, it's still news. Well, it's still news. Uh, uh, There were no newspapers. No. But there were tons of magazines. And so take a look at it if you are into magazines and reading them and you don't want to get them in the mail and you don't want to pay a subscription per magazine, then Texture is the way to go. And it's uh, there's a family subscription. We share it. So I get to see her magazines and she gets to see mine.
1: But I don't download his. They don't clog up my no. iPad. No, right. But, but, you but you download there.
0: them at your discretion and you can just see the ones that you want to read. So that one we both like a lot. You can look at past issues. and 60DB. 60DB is a uh, podcast consolidator. And so they create a channel for you based on your interests. And it's just a feed of content, which you can listen to in the car or on your uh, In a random way? Well, now it it learns from your. You choices. can create channels, and it will. Your choices determine what you're going to see next, and that's very similar to NPR One, but NPR One just dry just delves into the NPR Stories. library, uh-huh. and. The NPR one, though, does do a nice job because it it includes the news at the top of the hour and that sort of thing. So it's very current.
1: Whereas, And, and you can choose the market you're getting it from so we could listen to news get, at home when we're not yes, at home if yes. we chose to right? or from where we are. So 60 dB
0: is 60 dB and then NPR 1 is NPRONE so that you can – have something to listen to kind of like listening to the, your local NPR station but it's customized for you on the road or wherever you want to listen to it and then of course I'm listening to WBEZ which is our local NPR station and around home here I really like it because they recently include the last three days of programming that you can go back and listen to any program that you want to for the last three days. Because often you'll read about a program <laughs> and you'll say "Ooh, I'm sorry I missed that or you want to listen to All Things Considered. And it's eight o'clock at night, Uh or if you want to listen to another program, you want to listen to Terry Gross. Terry Gross, and she's on at eleven o'clock a.m. in Chicago, and we want to listen to her at two o'clock. So this is a very nice new. They've improved the uh, the usefulness of their iPad app, iPhone app. So I assume that most of the other NPR stations have done that also. And of but course, we don't know. No. But we listen to <laughs> WBEZ uh, when we're away. We listen to it in the car, and it's fun to hear the snow report when we're in Florida. We also have Pandora. Pandora allows us to create music channels. A lot of people use Spotify or Apple Music. Those are other good ones, but we happen to like Pandora and have had it for a long time. And it provides nice background music, which we can listen to on DirecTV. It has lots of different apps for all sorts of things. Roku, um, all the smart TVs have a Pandora section so that you can listen over the air without having to... Have a connection necessarily,
1: and these, of course, are the reason why we no longer want to subscribe to Sirius. Because right. as we're t- ticking these things off, these are the same things that we lose to listen to on Sirius. Exactly, um, tuned-in radio is one that's nice because you
0: can check the ch- you can get the channels and record programs that you want. Now you can record it if you want to and listen to it later. So if you're on an airplane or something, you can record your favorite. Uh, program and r- listen to it at a later time because you missed it while you were on the plane, or well, you record no, it and take
1: it on the plane. I'll take it on Either the plane
0: it's like kind of like watching a movie on the plane. Okay, so Xfinity is streaming feasible? Yes, I think it's going to be. And Martha just mentioned Xfinity, and I the Xfinity app is nice because. Uh, because we have Xfinity at home, or Comcast, as it has been known for years, it it'll, it shows you hotspots, and the Xfinity Wi-Fi network has expanded dramatically.
1: I think we talked about this before, and we then have, we went out west, and we didn't find it too well, many places. Well, you have
0: to be in a, but around here, there are hundreds. Yes. Even right here at home, we could use Xfinity because when Xfinity installs Internet in somebody's house, they put on this – this free hotspot that everybody else can use. It doesn't cost the person anything but uh, it's available to anybody and I notice that it's it's right here in our neighborhood.
1: And sometimes when our and internet was, is fluky my iPad logs right. onto it right away. Exactly. Yeah. And
0: with the as long as you're an Affinity, Xfinity customer you can have access to it and as I say in this area there are hundreds mm-hmm. of, of access points and that's uh, something good that Affinity has done. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about uh, RV-specific apps. (laughs) Everybody wants to watch TV, and frequently when you get to a spot, you don't know where the TV channels are located. So if you use TV Towers app... It allows you to see exactly which towers are in which direction. So Now, th-
1: now sometimes we're camped in between two mi- medium-sized cities, mm. and I'm never sure whether we should be aiming north or aiming south. Does it also tell you the relative well, the strength you, of those? No,
0: but it shows you the distance. Uh-huh. So you can guess from that, then. And right, in, and so you can turn your antenna, because most RVs have a... Rotating turn, antenna. Rotating antenna so that you can turn, turn your antenna to face the the stations that you want to get. Obviously, if you have more than two markets there, then you might have a problem with that. But we found this to be quite useful, and it tells you uh, where ABC is and CBS and NBC, so it tells you the, even what the
1: stations are. If you are, favor one over the other. Yes. Road Ahead is an app that's very good when you're driving down the interstate because it tells you for each exit uh, the services that are provided. Some states have little signs that give you a hint, but this is a little bit more detailed and explanatory and planning when you're going to get off the road.
0: Well, and it's nice to know where the diesel is and where the what's at the exit, because iExit, which is another app, allows you to see what's at each exit, what gas stations, what restaurants, and uh, what you're going to expect to see at that exit. So these are nice as you're traveling down the road, because you need to be aware, and as I've been reading, a lot of people want to know about the diesel and want to know about how to get into the station and that sort of stuff, and that along with the Google Earth apps, you can see the stations and see whether or not you, as your with your big rig, can get in
1: there. Or your best method of attack. Right. And when you're driving down the road, you need to pause every so often and see what's in the area. So we would also recommend the History Here app, which is produced by the History Channel and is a list of POIs, points of interest, along the way that are in the area um, of historical interest.
0: And at the same time, maybe all trails, if you're looking for hiking trails, which is another way to to look at uh, what you could do in an area if you like to hike. For weather, which is something that's critical as we drive down the road and you probably listened to our podcast when we were on our way to the the air show up in Oshkosh, Oshkosh. Wisconsin. We actually had to stop and get off the road because we were afraid of the of the weather.
1: But that was through our radio, yeah, right? But, but, if but you don't my have
0: that- Radar Pro, which is another very nice app, because it shows you the radar look uh, for exactly where you are
1: and often when you're in an unfamiliar area they will warn you by county and when you don't know what county right, right. you are in that that's why the weather pro on.
0: it locates you and shows you what the radar is for the area for that you're in you and, and weather radio which gives you emergency uh, weather ratings of course having a weather radio is is a good idea as an independent uh, device but having an app is also useful cuz you can just click on it and see if there are any weather related warnings for that area that you're in camping checklists this is something we don't do (laughs) we've been experienced rvers for a long time so we don't need checklists
1: Well, we probably do but but we don't use them
0: but this is a simple tool that allows you to quickly make and to do notes and specifically designed for you offering them suggestions as to so as to remind you of everything you need to do prior to your trip, during your trip, after you get there, so that you don't make a mistake. I forget things that and you can't things.
1: replace on the road. I
0: think you need to have a set of apps that are specific to your uh, rig in particular. So, for instance, we have the Freightliner 24-7, which connects us up with Freightliner, which is the chassis maker of our RV. And this allows you to press a button and get in contact with them immediately. You need to have a roadside assistance. There are several around. Uh, we happen to have good sam and we 've had good luck with them and Every The nice time. thing is when you put the information in, you put in your license number and your vIN number and then you don't have to use your phone. You just press the button, it calls them and they know exactly where you are. We've talked about this before. We have had good luck with Good Sam. Obviously people have different... uh, It depends who
1: you hit, what person you hit in terms of how helpful they are. AAA has one. uh, It's called AAA
0: RV. Uh, We've always had AAA, but we've never had AAA RV. The AAA standard is only for your car. and that's Until fairly recently, they have only been for your car. But now they have triple ARV, but you want to make sure that they have extraction service and unlimited towing.
1: Which even the premium service, it said 200 miles on the one I read. Well,
0: 200 miles is a long way, yeah.
1: Well, sometimes that's not enough. And then we also want uh,
0: the Progressive Insurance app because that's the app that we have. That's the insurance that we have. And having uh, all your insurance information instantly available that you can uh, send to them is important also. Another app is called Emergency. And this is one that you can use maybe uh, when you're not in your RV because it it automatically knows the emergency services in all the countries that you might visit. Countries? And, or yep, countries. Uh-huh. And it then will automatically call the emergency service that you need, the 911, whatever it happens to be.
1: And the same in a campground right. in this country.
0: Right. And it tells them where you're located using the GPS, which if you just call on the phone, it's not going to work. Yeah. might work on your cell phone, but not on a regular yeah. phone. Yeah, yeah. And then for general information, I love irv Two. too. This is a forum for getting your questions answered about your, your RV. <laughs> you know, it's it's a very helpful to have somebody who can help answer your questions and the IRV forum is IRV2 forum is very active and it has answers don't put your questions up on Facebook the the, the Facebook answers are just not accurate at all from well, it's a
1: experience. real crapshoot from who you're right. going to
0: get and you're going to get conflicting answers it's just not worth it IRV2 if you if you have a specific motorhome if you have a JCO you go to the JCO forum site and you'll be talking to people who have J so, that you'll have a much more uh, likely scenario to get your questions answered. And so, whether it's an emergency or whether it's just a general question or a how to or you want to do a remodeling, this is the place to go. Um, not that escapees and good Sam don't have good forums, but this one is one of the oldest. And your most favorite. Accurate. Now, reader Dave has told us about INRIX. Which is a competitor to Waze. And he says that Waze just doesn't, it is just crowdsourced. So once again, it's not all that accurate. And INREX uses some sort of extra data to get uh, location information for, for your routing. One of the things I don't like about Waze, which we found out recently, it just doesn't make sense. It, and it isn't accurate in terms of the information it's giving you. Yesterday, it took us on this back route through Chicago, down Canal Street and up Canal Port and around Cermac and down here this way. And it just didn't make any sense. And the route we were taking was fine. was fine. And I don't know why it was giving us the wrong, wrong route. But definitely, if you have an RV, you want to be careful about ways because it doesn't care frequently about your... Height. (laughs) Talk about your size. Your (laughs) girth. Whereas InRix, I N R I X uh, app, does uh, take care of these capabilities, according to Dave.
1: Mm-hmm. So you put in how big you are, and it programs accordingly. I have
0: not had a chance to use it, but uh, I'm going to definitely give download it, it and give it a try. So you'll have to let us know, ladies and gentlemen, exactly how it is working for you.
1: And I should say that many of us we've talked about also have website based versions mm-hmm. as well. I'm thinking of IRV 2 oh, So yes. you might be familiar with some of them just as websites. Right. But these you don't days, need the app, right. there's more and more of both versions. Yes. And certainly when you're just cruising around with your phone and your pocket the apps are the way to go
0: campground finders and of course this is a big one finding campsites is harder than ever with half a million new rvers on the road each year and virtually no new campsites it's getting crowded often difficult to find a space without reservation months or even years ahead here are a few resources that i use that may help you find a campsite, whether or not, whether for a night or a season. Now, because we travel off-season frequently, and like we're going in the shoulder season here in September, we don't really have much trouble finding campsites.
1: Well, we do when we're in really popular areas right. like Florida in the Yes, winter. yes.
0: And we have made reservations for this winter in Tucson and in Las Vegas. But those are the only two reservations that we will probably make. Uh, in in any distance in advance.
1: We'll let you know if that was a good strategy or not.
0: But even when we call ahead to get a reservation when we're on the road, we still use the apps and the reviews. And the one we like the best is called rvparkreviews.com or the RV Park Reviews app. And the reason why is because it has Reviews. And this is a good and a bad.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, and you have to read the review and think of, is this person like me in terms of what they want or what they're looking for? Uh, Certainly in our case, nasty comments about the lack of children's facilities don't bother us at all. But overall, we have found that site to be the most helpful and probably our primary go-to when we're first selecting campgrounds. Absolutely. And it has nice links to the websites of the campgrounds themselves. Right, very thorough. Um, So it's easy to use from, the beginning of your research to your final booking.
0: We also have a subscription to overnight RV parking.
1: That costs $25 a year
0: and 20 and that $25 gets you access to free usually overnight camping. And when you're on the road, that's important to have also because you want to know which Walmarts and which uh, Cabela's and which places will accept your rig and the size of the rig. And so it has good information about that. It's little has a cost, but it is worth it to us.
1: And it, too, is updated by the subscribers. So, again, you have to read it with the the idea that the person who wrote the review may not be exactly like you in terms of what they need.
0: All stays which is an excellent resource. We love Allstays also because it has the maps, which I think the new uh, RV Parks Review has too, so that you put in your location and it shows you all the campgrounds around, or you can put in a location and it shows you the campgrounds that are around, and you can just click on them to see what's available. Allstays, once again, is not a free app, but it is uh, very useful. And you can sort by the kinds of parks that you, want to, that you want to look at. So if you want to look at only state parks or municipal parks or whatever, it, it allows you to sort through that. Some of the others that we haven't necessarily used very much are uh, campground views, drive-through 3,000 campgrounds via video with an additional 30,000 photos. Okay, campsite photos. Like campground reviews, this website provides a photographic peek at public and private campgrounds. Includes only photos, but no videos. Some listings have dozens of photos, often of individual campsites, but many locations have no photos yet. This is a work in progress. And of course... The Travel Life Directory.
1: Trailer Life Directory, which old dogs like me still have paper copies of because sometimes you're somewhere where you can't get on, and I always like to have a backup. But they, too, have a nice app that you can use, which includes all the many campgrounds that are in that big, fat book.
0: Yes. Uh, Tripadvisor which is an interesting site that we use all the time for traveling overseas. And, we use uh, it
1: more for international yeah. but I don't know but why. But if
0: you go into TripAdvisor and type in the city that you're going to, it will show you all the attractions there as well as the <laughs> the lodgings, which would be campgrounds also. But I don't think That's they're campground limited, reviews, but it's more for finding stuff to do. Yeah, And then the kind of specialized sites, the Passport America and Escapees, which are membership subscription and uh, useful if you're members of those of those particular
1: organizations.
0: We talked quite a lot about GPSs, and we have gone through our fair share of GPSs. Our GPS strategy
1: is to have two is
0: to have two. <laughs> we have one running the Rand McNally which I use in a tablet form and Martha runs the Garmin. The old
1: Garmin. But like, we keep not it Not old. We keep it updated. Right. And often as we are driving we have confabs. What's your say? What's mine say? And then we try to come up with the best decision and I also still have a paper map on my lap.
0: So, we are very concerned about navigation,
1: especially with the motorhome. Now, U-turns are forbidden. Yes,
0: and backups are forbidden. <laughs> but you uh, a friend of ours uh, put us on to Sygic, S-Y-G-I-C, this is a free GPS where you download the maps, which is also critical because if you are using your phone and you're in the rural area and you lose connectivity, you, lose, you lose your GPS. So using your iPhone as a permanent, ver- uh, permanent navigation tool is not all that good. Although I must mention that the new Apple Maps has uh, entrances and exits, uh, the lanes, so, that, uh, like that's, many of the GPS do. So, that's in a nice feature. Too. But yeah. you have to be connected. The Sidejack, you do not have to be connected, and it works around the world. You could, we downloaded the maps for Cuba. Unbelievable. So that I could follow along. Uh, and you and, knew
1: where you were at all times? At all
0: times, even though there are almost no roads. Of course, Google Maps we use for planning our trips. Even though Google Maps says it's going to take three hours and 50 minutes, you know that that's at least a five hour trip in your or RV. For an RV, yeah so that you got to be careful about using google maps because the <laughs> the the routing is accurate but the time frame is not usually accurate that's for, for cars it's yeah. for cars we mentioned waze but we want, we are suggesting that that you take a look at Inrex, inrix i n r i x alerts are best for traffic since it is more vetted and less raw than waze so that's that's good news gas buddy
1: Love it. We use it at home, too. Um, You can put in whether you need gas premium or diesel, and this is crowdsourced and tells you um, stations in the area with the lowest prices and their address. So when we are somewhere parked for a while, we often use it to do a little research and visit the stations before we bring the motorhome to them to make sure that they still are cheap and then to see how we can get In the station.
0: Roadside America, quirky places to stop that aren't necessarily in destinations. Another another from listener Dave.
1: (laughs) Fun things to do when you're on the road or when you are somewhere.
0: And we wouldn't want to forget geocaching. We've talked about that a couple times. We've done some geocaching where you – and it's very nice on your phone because it – has the whole thing right there. It gives you hints about what to look for, where to go, and if you haven't tried geocaching as an activity it can be a lot of fun too. So that's a lot of
1: a lot of apps, and we know we left out a lot of them, and maybe and we will revisit this topic again some future month when we are homebound again. Uh, we
0: definitely will be. <laughs> and we know that you guys have uh, ideas, and so please put them up on the Google Plus page or send us an, an email, and we'll stick them up there for you. And we'll we'll try to make this a community which has apps for uh, every possible purpose. So are there apps for your pets we haven't we don't do pets so but
1: i'm sure there are
0: i'm sure there are exactly we often hear people talking about <laughs> what kind of campsite they want and or what the perfect campsite would look like and it's hard for us to help with that operation because we don't... Everybody's everybody, needs are different. And that is really, really true. And you, you can't just ask people, is this a great campsite? Because looking at RV Park Reviews, as she just mentioned, people will say this is the greatest campsite in the world because it has a playground and bouncy balls and And we really trampoline. enjoyed
1: camping in the shade under the trees. Right. And we go, bing, 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 bing. This is not good for the satellite dish on our roof. We will have to look so, for a different campsite. You need to know
0: what kind of campsite is best for you. What are you looking for? It either makes what makes you happy or what services you might need. Do you do you want full services? Do you reserve or enjoy the journey as you go? A full service RV park with lots of amenities and higher costs like KOA and private RV parks. Or will a county park, state park, or or forest do? A lot of people say they're going to camp in state parks, but I have a feeling that once they get there and they stay for a while, they're not going to stay there (laughs) and make that their permanent residence very long. Why? Because I find state parks, they have very limited services, and frequently their sites are not that good.
1: Oh, I like state parks. I mean, you often don't have sewer, and you may not have water.
0: (laughs) And you may not have electricity. Uh Uh-huh.
1: But I like state parks because they're okay. so unparking lot. They're more private sites, more, some are, and more some woodsy are. and naturey. Yeah. So here you see the problem. We don't even <laughs> agree with each other about where we want to camp.
0: <laughs> These are my backup plans. In case other options fall through or I need services, I really like county and city parks and public lands near small towns that I might want to visit or explore or maybe they have a good restaurant I might want to try. They might be in a location you can walk around town. They might be just a handful of sites in a park in a playground. Great for families. Anyway, I'm going to put a link up to this article so that you can take a look at that.
1: Another thing we've read, um, someone wrote, it's amazing to me that everyone wants more for less. As I read the RV blogs and social media pages, everyone complains about about the prices. So how much does it really cost to live in an RV? Well, according to this one source, they are saying that the cost per year is about $10,000 for two people, which kind of made my jaw drop. drop. I'm thinking that they're talking about extra on top of things like food and utilities that yes. that's just the camping costs.
0: Well, this sounds like a crazy amount of money. Keep in mind that it also has two factors factors in utilities and food, which you would already be paying if you were living permanently in a fixed home. According to careertrends.com, the average cost of living in the Midwest is $39,649 annually for a married couple with no children. If you look around, there are a ton of ways you can drive down the cost you're racking up as you go. Which is great thing. Which is the great thing about RV living.
1: So I would say, um, as this person has indicated, you certainly can live that economically. But what we find is that people kind of live according to what their purse will accommodate. Mm -hmm. And if you have more money, you tend to spend it. And if you are used to living in a lifestyle where you go out to eat a lot when you live at home, you would probably still go out to eat a lot when you are on the road. Again, this is so highly individualistic. It's really hard to make. But when you think about the average cost of a campground is at least 30 bucks a Uh night. But some of these people boondock. Yeah,
0: yeah, but but, uh, you can only boondock for so long unless you're really dedicated. And set up for (coughs) it. So that's going to cost you $900 right there. So that's 1000 bucks a month just for the camping fees. And then you add gas and stuff. So my guess, we would be able to live on three to $4,000 a month, I would say, if we were camping full-time.
1: And that would be with no admissions to things mm-hmm. or just food and lodging and gas? And gas, uh-huh. right.
0: And, and, you know, some eating out and that sort of stuff, uh-huh. but not a lot.
1: Ken has a great love for (laughs) solar gizmos. Solar and LED. We were driving home to our house the other night, and I noticed that... (laughs) When we got into our neighborhood, there was one house blazing with all these lights that were in every flower man. My- where the rest of our neighbors had a much more subdued look. And the same thing also happens when we are in a campsite for any length of time. These these gizmos, I have a bag
0: that's just full of LED yes, lights yes. that I put out around.
1: And he greatly suffers when, they we're blink. In, when we're in the desert, when a lot of them can't be pounded into the hard ground. And oh... But there's more But, but I'm getting there. new ones
0: that, that just have a base, so they don't need to be put into anything.
1: So now a new candle has caught his eye. Um, it's
0: called uh, the Lucy candle.
1: I love candles, but I never use real candles in the motorhome because it's inf- too dangerous. This
0: is an inflatable. So you LED. could use it
1: in, uh, in the ocean. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, you could <can> float it. <laughs> Have your candles on put it in the- your kayak.
0: <laughs> and it's solar, so it doesn't have a battery that needs to be recharged, except with the sun. So this is very cool. These are called the Lucy Candles. And I'll put a link to this on our webpage, of course. But you can... Another
1: great Christmas flicker. gift for those of you Ooh, who can't afford a drone. That,
0: but they're Pretty inexpensive. And last for this month are the eight top U.S. wildlife safari parks. That you can drive through and have animals eat your car.
1: And make all those funny videos with long giraffe tongues coming into your passenger and people squealing. It's a great way to see animals.
0: Right. So the, we're going to put the list of the top eight ones up here. We've been to several of these as well as having been on a, a safari itself. So uh, we enjoy viewing the animals and great photography opportunities. So this, along with numerous other links, will be on our web page Ooh, this gonna month. Oh, you're going to have a big page. I know. I'm going to have a lot of work to do yes. with all these uh, apps but we are glad to do it. We are dedicated, our and we hope to see you in a campground near us in the not too distant future. We're on the. We way. already have some promises of people are going to come to visit us in Indiana. That's at the beginning of August, and then we'll, we will be on the road uh, starting in September, and you'll be able to see us in a
1: campground near you, maybe. I may be limping just a little bit, yes. but but we're ready to move. See ya! Happy travels. Thank you.